This is uh, basically a theory one, unit one, part one C, modes of transport. So uh, we'll talk about, um, I'll just cover modes of transport very briefly because it's not really critical information. Um, but the next topic, I guess we'll talk about the next time we meet will be um, paramedic subspecialties. And I won't go terribly in depth in that either because we'll cover it off in ambulance operations uh, next semester. But. Um, uh, modes of transport. So uh, most of you are going to be working for paramedic services where your mode of transport is this uh, type 2 vehicle most commonly. In the U.S. you'll see a lot of vans and uh, uh, in Ontario mostly you see this sort of box unit which is a good size unit for transporting patients. Most of you will be transport paramedics. Uh, when we talk about subspecialties, there's uh, increasing numbers of subspecialties in paramedicine including community paramedicine. So we may see uh, the system evolved to the point where you may be transport medic for a very short time and move into something else. It might be palliative care, it might be hazmat medic, it might be transport medic, tactical medic, etc. We'll talk about those. Um, some of the bigger services like Toronto and Ottawa have uh, large buses for transporting large numbers of people. These are usually uh, low acuity patients. So, so for example, if there's a, a fire in a nursing home and the place is evacuated, all the walking uh, patients will likely hop on this bus uh, or uh, maybe on the bus temporarily and then moved out somewhere else but the, the, the lower acuity patients are typically uh, put on the buses and transported. So when there was a, uh, a tornado in Barrie, uh, a lot of the minor wounded people ended up getting on a bus that was shipped up here from Toronto. And um, then there are emergency support uh, units and these are used usually at multi-casualty incidents or anywhere where there's a, a generator needed. Um, I used to work at Peel Memorial Hospital and we had an electrical fire and uh, so we were without electricity for a while and Toronto actually sent their, their support unit and they have a large generator in that vehicle and actually powered a wing of the hospital for about three days. Uh, quite remarkable. So. Um, in the emergency support units, they may carry extra um, medical equipment. It's usually for minor trauma, like splints and dressings and pressure dressings and things like that at a, at a multi-casualty incident. You know, what they discovered with the tornado that ripped through Barry is most of the injuries were lacerations and fractures. Um, there's an air ambulance system. We, uh, we have the largest single air ambulance system in Canada uh, called Orange, as you may have heard. Um, some clever company looked at the air ambulance and they were looking to rebrand and uh, they saw that all the aircraft were the color orange so they decided to call it orange. They probably spent like a million bucks to, uh, getting this idea from this company. It's like <laughs> Most of us uh, were just kind of blown away. Um, when I worked on the air ambulance it used to be each base was called bandage, bandage one or bandage two or bandage three and bandage came from uh, a naming contest at Sick Kids Hospital and there was a, a kid at Sick Kids Hospital who came up with the idea of bandage and um, so we called the bases bandage one through six I think it was. Um, so now they've sort of, they've uh, gone retro a little bit. The, the aircraft are called uh, orange but they also have bandage, bandage one, bandage two on the uh, for the branding. So if you ever get a chance to get out of the helipad, you see the helicopter, you'll see it's uh, got bandage on there. Um, uh, first response vehicles. So in order to um, 
meet the uh, provincial time requirements, which is uh, uh, eight minutes, uh, 59 seconds for 90% of code four calls. Code four would be lights and sirens. Uh, most services have first response vehicles. So it's a, a smaller vehicle with a single paramedic in there and they're always mobile. They don't hang out at the station and their uh, dispatch moves them you know, where there are gaps in the area and they respond with the objective of getting to the call quickly and uh, shortening the timeline. And uh, we'll talk about this more later, but the entire system unfortunately is driven by um, cardiac arrests where someone's heart has stopped beating. And um, it's a it's an insane system really because we're trying to beat the clock for cardiac arrest because the objective is if someone drops dead, the time from when their heart stops beating till you can get to them, do CPR and shock them is critical. With every passing minute they remain in cardiac arrest, the chances of successful resuscitation drops by about 10%. Um, so uh, in terms of evidence, um, ideally we need to get to cardiac arrest in under six minutes um, and ideally under four minutes it would be even better. Uh, so it would be insane to uh, expect a paramedic service to get to all emergency calls, not just cardiac arrest, but under six minutes or four minutes. Uh, and even eight minutes, 59 seconds is, makes no sense and there's no evidence to support it, but that's what we do. And cardiac arrest um, makes up less than 2% of all call volumes, all paramedic service call volumes. So the entire system is driven by dead people. It's absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, it is what it is. And um, I can tell you working on a first response vehicle is a very lonely thing to do because you're not hanging out at hospitals with other medics. You're not working with a partner. Um, I've worked first response and I, you know, uh, I'm being facetious, but I, you know, felt like I was, if I was suicidal, I'd probably kill myself on a first response vehicle because it's so lonely. And I'm an introvert. I don't even like people generally, but uh, except my second years and you guys, but um, you know, but it's lonely. It's a lonely job. Um, most urban centers have bike medics and the bike medics um, go to uh, areas that are typically inaccessible by um, ambulance. So large parks with their large gatherings of people, concerts, events of that nature. Uh, and um, most services don't even have fitness requirements for bike medics. You just, as long as you can ride a bike and you don't have like a history of heart failure or something, you're probably <laughs> okay. Um, and it'd be a great way to get fit, but uh, it's a lot of fun. A buddy of mine uh, worked as a bike medic at Vancouver Airport. And uh, so what happened is if there was a medical emergency at the airport, um, someone would call 911 and the 911 dispatcher would send an ambulance and the bike medic. So my buddy Daryl used to ride his bike around Vancouver airport going to emergencies. Talk about fun, man, I would love that. Um, I, did, uh, I did first response at uh, Expo 86 on golf carts. And I did first response in 1984 at the, the papal visit in Toronto. Uh, running around on golf carts. That was fun. That was fun. When I go to Wasega Beach with my family and the County of Simcoe Paramedic Service has one of those all-terrain vehicles that's decked out with lights and everything and a stretcher and I see them go by and my eyes sparkle. My wife goes, why don't you go say hi to them? And it's like, no, that was just... Anyway, uh, so Europe, uh, parts of the UK and Britain have uh, first response motorcycles. That would be cool. 
How many of you traveled to Europe? Okay, so you know what it's like in Europe, right? Narrow streets, cobblestone. Uh, the best way to get to people is by motorcycle. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. So, um, segways. You love that? No. Segways. I know. I'm waiting for those. Uh, I'm waiting for to see medics on those electric scooters. You know, everywhere. But electric bikes, electric bicycles makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Electric bikes would be a lot of fun. Uh, and again, these are usually large events, right? Like the Rolling Stones concert at Downsview or uh, something where, you know, uh, there's a large event and it's hard to get, get at people. Uh, medics do, uh, um, you know, standbys at raves and things like that too. Yeah. Is it Brandon? Yeah. Uh, yeah, drones. Drones is an exciting thing. So uh, Renfrew County, which is near Ottawa, uh, their chief there, Mike Nolan, is one of the most innovative chiefs in the if not the country, the entire planet. Uh, they have a whole drone system. Peel Region has a drone system. Um, and the drone system in Renfrew, they dispatch drones to, to deliver uh, defibrillators, to do reconnaissance at crashes. So they deal with the 400 series highway crashes. So if they get a big crash, they send a drone out to assess how many vehicles are there. They use um, facial recognition and AI to identify how many people are on the scene. Uh, they have chemical sniffers, so if they go to a train crash, they can determine what chemicals are there, and they can notify fire, police, and EMS. Uh, so yeah, drones really exciting. Uh, I was thinking, you know, when I retire, maybe I could be like a drone pilot from my basement um, <laughs> for EMS response. Talk about cool. Like, I'm going to spend my retirement in virtual reality and flying drones. That's like... There's some exciting opportunities. So yeah, Peel just launched, Peel just launched a drone program where they uh, deliver defibrillators, automated external defibrillators to 911 calls, and they can get the drone anywhere in Peel region within three minutes, which is amazing, amazing. And can you imagine you're doing CPR on the sidewalk and a drone lands next to you? Like, holy crap! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for the ones that'll carry us and you can have first response vehicles where you actually, as a medic, get into a, a drone. Um, yeah, with your stretcher and your equipment. Yeah, it won't take long. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And, and maybe before I die, it'll happen in your lifetime for sure. But uh, if, uh, if, if I talk about death and dying and my own death, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, I love life, but it's just my dark humor, that's all. So I just, uh, I just enjoy talking about death and dying. Um, <laughs> any questions about uh, modes of transport? No?